Welcome to the Female Founder Squad podcast. Today, we're really excited to have Dr. Lola Adeyemi. Lola is really, really inspirational. Firstly, she is a physician. Her husband founded Magna Carta Health in Nigeria, which is COO of. Then Lola is the founder and CEO of Mentoring Her, a nonprofit organization and virtual community that connects female mentors with mentees. Lola is a graduate of Harvard and Hopkins, as well as a mother. So really inspirational entrepreneur, and we're so excited to have her with us today. Welcome, Lola. How are you today? Very well, thank you. How are you? Very good. I'm really interested how you became, you went through medical school, you became a doctor. What then led you to founding, becoming COO of Magna Carta Health? Okay, thank you for asking. So as a physician, I in medical school, my path there was really focused on trying to help others. I, I guess that's the story for all physicians, right? We really want to help others. But mine was more of a com- community-based helping others. Because while I was in medical school, I always I was the one that was tr- always trying to organize, like helping the community events. I was the one that was trying to help people living with HIV and AIDS in the community. I was the one focused on and helping students in the community. Anything to help the community, that's what I was interested in in medical school. So I think it was just normal that after I finished medical school, it was just a part of my transition. When I finished medical school and I I became a physician, I started doing things like when I was doing my internship, so like post-physician training, I had the opportunity to do like internal medicine, surgery, obstetrics and gynecology, and basically go through the normal rotations that a physician would. But at every point I was, I realized that, hey, there's a lot of things that were that was going on that I didn't like and that I thought could be prevented, right? When I was in my peds rotation, I was like, hey, why are these kids coming at this point in time? Why couldn't they come before they got this sick? There was, they were always too sick, right? And I was like, this didn't make sense to me. There was a point in time where they could have helped them prior to this. So I said, hey, all that was building up in me, right? And I figured that there was a way to fix this, but I didn't have the tools to do it. And so I had a lot of questions, but I didn't have answers. And I started doing a lot of research to say, how can I better equip myself to be able to help solve these problems because I thought a, a lot of it, it was like ignorance. Mm-hmm. People didn't know how to best prepare themselves to manage the problems that were seeing. So it wasn't the fact that people were dying just of diseases. It was ignorance and poverty and then the diseases. And so I had to be, better basically educate myself first and foremost, continue to educate myself. So I was a physician already, but I thought I didn't have the prerequisite tools to help the people that I needed to help. Yeah, yeah that was my first really- step. That's really interesting. And did you meet your husband at medical school as well? Yes, I did. He's he's also a physician. I met him in medical school. Brilliant. And so you guys went on after you left medical school. How long was it before you then created Magna Carta Health? So it took a while because I went to, as I said, okay, let me go learn. I went to Johns Hopkins University. I went to learn about public health. Mm -hmm. And that I, I learned so many things, right? Hopkins is if not the best medical public health school of the world, yeah. right? But while I was there, I learned so many things. And then one thing that I also learned about uh, healthcare, and I learned that I found, again, I had more questions and, and I didn't have all the answers. And I was, one of the things that was pertinent was like, okay, I found that, that the, in our, our environment, and it is inextricably linked to our health. Like 
our environment impacts our health in more ways than none. And then I was always curious about the sustainability aspect of our lives and healthcare. So everything was intertwined. I, I was interested in sustainability. I was interested in how the environment impacts our health. So I wanted to learn more. So I went to Harvard. Harvard, right? Yes. And then I went to Harvard. But you see, I, all the learning and educating and I was like, okay, by the time I finished from Harvard, okay, I had learned enough. Yeah. And during that time, though, my father had fallen, had been ill. Mm-hmm. During the course of all that time, so I had lost a few loved ones as well mm-hmm. and friends, and they had died from preventable diseases. Right. And then I said, hell, we can't continue talking about it, saying, hell, we know the problem, we know the problem, we know the problem. Okay, I've done, I'm done with my learning. So by the time I finished at Harvard, at that point in time, we were ready to do something. And basically, that's when we started Magna Carta Health. We realized we had to start a preventative health organization that could mm-hmm. actually help people manage their health preventatively with the aid of technology because technology was the only way we could do anything differently from what was already being done. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you guys were based in the U S but then Magna Carta, you decided to found in Nigeria, right? In Lagos. Yes. yes so yes. why, what, what, what made you decide that? What was the defining factor around that? Right. So because I am Nigerian American and I figured that, hey, people in the United States have a better sense of their health care than in Nigeria and in African countries in general. And it's a culture of health. I'm actually writing an article about it. I was like, hey, who has we even in the United States, even around the world, we don't have the culture of health. We don't really pay attention to our health as we should. We have a sick care system, even in the United States. But I said, who needed it most? I'm Nigerian American. Where could I give back more? Who needed this but I, where did I see the greater burden of disease and death and disability? It was in Africa. And so I said, let me start from Nigeria where I had roots. And so we said, okay, I'm going to leave my life here. I'll leave my family here and go and start Magna Carta Health in Nigeria. And that's basically what I did. My husband wow. and I started it. He was here. And then I, I, I went and you went over there. Yeah. Jeez. And that was 2014, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so at that point, is this pre-children? Is this, or did you? No, no. You had had babies here? Oh, man. So how long were you there for setting all that up? Eight months. And and one, two babies? How many? I had two kids. I had two, I had two kids and one was at that point in time, one was six. And the other was three or something like that. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, props to the husband for holding it down back home as a physician. <laughs> so, I mean, so what? I mean, what exactly then? When you went over there and set that up, that couldn't that couldn't have been easy, right? Oh my goodness, that was like one of the hardest things for me to do because, like I said, we have a sick care system and and not a well care system. And so, the burden of disease is like when you're sick. The the normal the culture is when you're sick, you go and see a physician. And I was saying, hey, you don't have to be sick to come and see me. And they were like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and so they didn't understand the concept of what I was taking at all. I and I was promoting preventative health. Take you know, we're preventing death, disability, and the disease with the aid of technology. They didn't get it. Nobody got it. But then. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of it was education. And I would say, hey, if you don't take care of your health today, you're going to have to make time for illness tomorrow. So I was pounding the ground. I was, But then we decided to do it from a population health basis. Mm-hmm. We thought, how could we capture a lot of people at once and said, okay, let's hit the organization. Let's hit their bottom line. Let's speak, Let's tell them that, hey, if we help you manage your employees preventatively, they'll be more productive, right? And they'll be able to do the work they need to do so that they can be, uh, it would not, they'll be more productive. There'll be less absenteeism. 
less presenteeism, and they will be able to do the work they need to do, and it will not impact your bottom line. And people started, people like yeah. that, you know. Like, yeah, but that's a huge task, right? Because essentially, you're changing, you're, you're introducing a new concept, but the, the, you're changing such an old school culture, right? Or I know little about um, the Nigerian healthcare system, but I know it's it's private, right? You have to pay for consultation, pay for absolutely everything. And then you also have the difficulty that you know, there's such a lot of uh, remote villages and towns, etc., that there's not necessarily healthcare on the doorsteps, is that right? That's correct. So 95% of the population pays for healthcare out of pocket, 85. So it's crazy. But fortunately, I was in Lagos, which is the commercial capital, um, yeah. the capital is in Abuja. And so, and that's a population of over 20 million people, right? Wow. Like the country on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the place that, you know, it's pretty much cosmopolitan, right? You have the expatriates and stuff like that. So long story short, fortunately, we had our early, early adopters. So people started to listen to us and say, okay, we like that. And yeah. but but it took a while. It took almost a year. We got a few buy-ins. We got some contracts. We got some people, and it basically almost broke us. The first year. we were broke. I mean, we had spent so much money at the end of the year. But at the beginning of year two, we had started getting people to we. The word started spreading because what would happen is I would go, you know, to a company and say, "Hey, this is my spill," and they would say, "Oh, okay, bring a proposal." I'll go back to the car. I would print out, I had my computer, I had my printer, I had my driver, I had my assistant in the car <laughs> and I would go back to the car and I would print out everything and I'll go back in like 15 minutes and I'll have a proposal. <laughs> I thought you'd send that next week. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, I'm here. I'm a mobile working office. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, that just shows the passion and drive, right? So, so the second year things picked up. How did you? I mean, I I don't want to get into huge personal financial detail, but did you? Were you self funded at the first year at that yeah. point? Yeah. yeah. No zero. In the, so fortunately, we're physicians, right? So we did have yeah. a little bit of financial resources, but that all went all the money that we thought we had. Yeah. And, and we made some decisions that we thought, oh, we'll be fine. Oh, we were bringing dollars to Nigeria. Yeah. No, yeah. it went boom. And so wow. by the year, by year two, though, it started picking up. And then when you convert, I mean, how much Naira can you make to equate to dollars? They exchange it was crap. Yeah. But like year two, by word of mouth, people I started hearing about is then people were coming to us and say, oh, this person was referring somebody to us. That company was referring another company to us. And then we started picking up. Brilliant. And so, change. and so now you're you're seven years on. What was your, I guess, what was your biggest learning then from that 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 sort of first few years? Would you have done things differently somehow? No, yes and no. Well, I think I probably say no because everything is. It's, I we learn from all our mistakes. But the most important thing, if you're going to do business, I'm actually going to write a book about some of my experience. I'm actually I've started writing a book right now. But the thing is, you have to be extremely patient. Anyone who wants to do business in Nigeria or in Africa, extreme patience because things never work as fast as you want them to. I learned that like the first six 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 months. You know, you just got to take your time. Yeah. But you know, human capita is is the most important thing. Also. I think around the world, you have to value the people that you work with because they're going to yeah. make it sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah. And so seven years on, where, where are you guys now? How, how are things looking for Magna Carta? Oh, I mean, we were in Forbes, right? Oh, we're, yeah. We're, <laughs> Forbes next 1000. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So things, things are things are looking great now. So even in COVID, right, it impacted us. But because we were, we were strong now, we had reserves. We didn't like nobody. We didn't have to let anybody go. We kept on going for five months. 
it impacted us significantly. Our reserves went down. We were Mm -hmm. paying people from reserves, but, you know, we didn't get a loan from anybody. We just kept on going. So, um, and how how did that work then? Would you say it was a a unit, a center, healthcare, preventative healthcare center? Yeah, so it's a preventative healthcare organization in general, but we right. have a clinic that provides preventative healthcare services. So like what you would come in and say, hey, I'm well, but I want to get a healthcare yeah. a checkup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all your outpatient services, you would just go there. And then companies would say that, hey, I want to employ someone, but we want to get a checkup prior to them being employed. They would yeah. come to us. And consulates and embassies would say, hey, we want to train our employees for first aid training and things like that. And then we do a lot of vaccinations and things like that. And then we do a lot of diagnostic services because obviously we're trying to help you with that and things like that. How about COVID hit Nigeria? Is 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 it are they within vaccine reach now? Or are they rolling no. rolling those out? No, uh-huh. no. Unfortunately, the budget for vaccines is is like is like probably like ten times the entire budget for healthcare in Nigeria right now. So that's a whole different conversation. That I'm- the last question on that actually, you're you're back in the, in the states now. Obviously, do you have to go out there quite often? I go I go there as often as I need to. So so the first day I was eight months, and then I go I was going about the next year six times a year I would go like one month there one month here one month there and then 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 four times a year then three times a year so I go on average about three times a year yeah 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 okay mm-hmm. cool but it runs smoothly I have over 20 something people working at Magna Carta Health now so it, it runs on its own yeah, I mean that's it's awesome could you take that to the states oh yes absolutely that's what we're thinking now because our service is also needed here so we're trying to work on that right now so you, you, you created Magna Carta with your husband. What then inspired you to 2019 to found and become the CEO of Mentoring Her? Where did that come from? Okay, so I was getting an award for Magna Carta Health a few years ago. Yeah. And then... And What's the, the award? It's uh, the Women with, Women Means Business Entrepreneurial Award. Yeah. It was in the United States. And then when I was getting that award, it was Q&A. And then somebody asked me, who are my mentors? And I said doctor this professor that and they were like oh okay and then somebody asked it led to another conversation that women mentors are so hard to find because all my mentors were men that's not a problem and then another person so it led to a big conversation women mentors are so hard to find they're mean they're this they're non-approachable etc and then it's led to this snowball conversation and i thought that it's kind of true, but then not necessarily so. It, the truth of the matter is that women mentors are hard to find because they have multiple roles in society. They're busy, they're mothers, they're aunties, they're caregivers, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the problem. How do we change it, right? And I thought and I thought and I thought and I thought. I was like, how do I change this narrative? Yeah. And I figured, and I was like, okay, with the aid of technology. Okay, but then what? I was like, okay, I'm going to use artificial intelligence to find mentors and mentees and bring them together on the platform, like a phone. And that's how Mentoring Her came about. It's great. And so that was 2019. How many mentors and mentees do you have there? We have 900 mentees and we have 230 something mentors. Great. Over a thousand. And I guess this this goes back to your sort of community-based thinking, right? Because, you know, you said everything you did from medical school, you know, and all your all your learning was all, you know, it was all about community and helping communities. And then through mentoring her, I guess you created your own online community. And the vision around that, what what's what would you say was the vision around it, the ultimate goal? To create a community of women supporting women. You know, that's for me is like we just have to support one another. What we, we are a minority, right? Even though there's so many women around the world, but we don't. That's why we are where we are today. 
if you know the six percent women, the three percent women in in uh, black women physicians, the two percent women, two point two percent women funded, the six percent women in oh, they're just the statistics are always bad with women, you know. Yeah. And so we just have to support one another more, and this is one of those communities where we can do that. Yeah. 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 That's all I'm trying and to do. Yeah. And create so, a community so, where we can help one another grow. I know it's great, and that that's exactly. I think that's really one of the reasons we connected from through Clubhouse, right? Because I think somebody you knew heard me speak about the same kind of thing and how bad it was that you know females, women in tech, for example, and especially women of ethnicity, get such a low a low deal with regard to investment and all of that. And I think we we sort of connected through that, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. You know, we just have to support one another. Yeah, they heard you talk so passionately and they had heard me talk passionately about it, too. I like the way you use passionately. I think I was ranting, (laughs) but passionately I'll cover it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, And so with that, how easy was that to set up your physician, your founder, CEO of Magna Carta Health in a different country? Then you add this to to the list of things you've got to do, as well as being a mother and wife. How, How easy was that to set up? Not easy. A lot of sleepless night, but you know, a lot of short sleep. I remember when I was working on it, I think it was December, New Year's Day, I was working on the platform. It's just a lot, you know, when you're passionate about something, you're like, I'm going to do this no matter what. But then I have help. I, I, um, I like I, somebody, I use some of these words. I, I fund my weaknesses because I can't do it all. So, um, like I can't code to save my life. I try to, so I pay other people to the code for me. And then I have help. I have assistants like, Hey, I need somebody to help me do this. I can't, you know, virtual, you know, I just help. I just have to find people to help me. And then I said, Hey, I was telling somebody on my team, I was like, listen, I can't keep paying for all of these things by myself. That's a nonprofit, right? That mentoring her is a nonprofit. So, so it's interesting that, so actually, so I've worked with nonprofits, so I know the stressors associated with it, right? I wanted it to be a sustainable company. So I actually registered it as a social enterprise for-profit organization. But the the conundrum is that I had no way to raise money for, I had no way to make money from it. (laughs) Zero monetization. (laughs) And so that's there. But then I registered it in, I also registered it in Nigeria last year, October, and as a nonprofit, because I'm like, okay. That's yeah. actually easier to manage um, as a nonprofit and get donations or whatever. Yeah. If and that's, all. So that's then totally bootstrapped as well, right? Yes, that's completely bootstrapped. I'm, I'm bad at raising money. So you, you, there's no subscription costs to it? No, no, no subscription costs, which is, which is people, my colleagues that are funders, like, you're such a bad uh, fundraiser or whatever. I'm like, yes, I agree. That's not one of my strengths. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm here to help, not raise money, not, not even make money on that. Okay, so tell so for some of the audience, so the, the listeners, the females listening, tell them a little bit about some of the features of the community. Who sort of, you know, who's your who's your memberships, you know, towards what does what does that do? What does the mentoring help with? Okay. So what what happens is that we want people that are there to either support people or need support. So what happens is you go to mentoringher.com and then you click on apply. And once you apply, you're able to get into the portal. Once you apply, we you fill out, you answer a few questions. And then at the back end, we're able to see your responses. And we do some type of low key verification about you. There's a question that asks, like, where are you? Who's like your, your re- referral partner? So for instance, let's say you learned about mentoring her from here. You would say it's at the 
FFS, right? Or because a lot of our, our partnerships, a lot of people join through a partnership, one type of partnership or the other, maybe it's a school we spoke at, or it's just some network that we're connected to, right? Because we do want that to be like one level of verification already. Yeah, that's one. And then anyway, by the time we approve you, we have to approve you to join because a lot of men try to join our platform. I don't know if that has happened to you. Any platform that supports a lot of women will be magnets to men. I know, right? You're on the wrong, you're on the wrong place. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So once you're on, once you're approved to get on, you'll get a notification in your email that, Hey, you can then, and then if you join as a mentee, you'll, 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 one of the first things that will hit you is a matching quiz. Basically, it's, it's a matching algorithm, machine learning algorithm that mm-hmm. lets you determine like what's the best match for you. So when you, by the time you respond to those questions, it will match you with somebody that has the similar interests and capabilities based on your needs. And yeah. then you will have that. And it'll say, hey, you know, it could say Z, Zoe is the perfect match for you. Connect with her now. And then it's already templated. So it makes it easier for you. You don't have to think, okay, what am I going to say? There's already there's already something for you to say. Just all you have to do is press send. Yeah. And then she gets a notification in her email, just like, like LinkedIn. And then she can respond directly from her email to you and says, oh, nice to meet you too. I'm available to talk so-and-so or I don't, I can't talk to you. I only want to converse by email or I want to chat with you. It just makes it easy. We want to make it the simplest way possible for the two people involved to connect. No Mm -hmm. stress, no strain. And then you guys just start talking that way. And then it's even, you can answer questions. It's just a way to connect people that would not usually have connected anyway else in the world. Yeah. And what has happened is that people have found the use of it. Like somebody Two people join, they lived in the same building and they had never met before in their life. Yeah. So it turns into sort of social as well. You sort of meet. It's a it good way to meet to meet people. Yeah. And as the are the mentees who are joining, are these uh women in business? Are they girls leaving school? Or is there any sort of criteria for that? So they're they're all from all walks of life, right? They're college grads, college students, early career, mid-career, people trying to find yeah. some semblance in their lives. And we've tried to make it as broad as possible because, yeah. you know, we want it to have a cross section and cross function of everything. There are people that are entrepreneurs who are looking for entrepreneurs to connect with. And yeah. people that are looking for jobs, looking for people that are looking for job givers. And so, and that's why we actually just started this job board to see if we can help with that. But that's kind of like a little bit tricky. We're just yeah. trying to navigate yeah. that one. Yeah, I know. I just added one myself to to the FFS platform. It's yeah. I haven't started. I haven't, I haven't gone public with it yet. But yeah, I'm just sort of beta testing it. Okay, so I mean, so you're two years in with that. You know, I take it you're not resting in any way, and have probably got some other amazing plans ticking away. What's 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 next? Where are you going with that? Yeah. So so with that now, and then the other thing that we have some other things. We have resources where you can read stuff. But the main gist of it is actually the connections because that's what people. That's basically what it's for. I like the. I don't know if you've read the laws of simplicity. What it is is just a connection place. The others are just extras, so it won't be bland. So you can read some resources. We post some events there, you know, and the, and then now we have a business directory with, which where you can populate and put your business. Just a little fillers here and there. But what's the latest things that we didn't have an app before? Now we have an iOS and a um, Android and I we have an Apple and a yeah. Android app. Android, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that we're it's in beta now. Yeah. We're gonna launch that now. So at least it'll be more 
easier for people to download and utilize. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Oh, that's good. Did you create that yourself or did you buy, is the platform you're using for mentoring her, did you buy that off the shelf or did you just design it from scratch and code it from so, scratch? So, no, we actually, we bought it off the shelf. We actually, in, initially we coded it, but it didn't work. It was taking too long. It was costing yeah. a ridiculous amount of money. And we got an organization to help us do it and they customized it for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Is is it a US based app and community or is it global? It's internet it's global. Yeah, yeah, good. So there's no restriction. No, anywhere in the world. We have people from like thirty something countries or so on. And so yeah, what's what's next for that? Do you wanna do you want to get funding to uh scale? Is that uh yes. on the cards? Yes, we are. We we do want to get funding to scale. I think that's the next thing. Now we we've we have proof of concept. It's yeah. working. We just want to grow. We, we're trying to do another. We had a pitchathon last year in Nigeria. We're going to do another one this year. But we want now. We're actually have a meeting with somebody at four thirty today with regards to funding. How we're you know how we're going to position ourselves to actually yeah. get the funding because like I said, I don't know how to do it. So I have to <laughs> somebody else has to. Well, you know, one of the one of the things that investors usually like to see is the fact that you've invested in your own company. So you've got no problem with at least showing them that you, you've, you know, that you're committed because you've invested in both companies for like years, you know, so they can you can tell them that you're all in already. So you'll tick that box for them for sure. Right. And you've got your proof of concept product product market fit as well, which is great. Okay, so anything else in the pipeline for you? Or are you, I mean, I know you you also support and help entrepreneurs and you're passionate about inclusion and diversity. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think my life, there's a quote that I gave. I love Eleanor Roosevelt, by the way. So I love her quotes. I, like, I love quotes. The beauty of my life is when I live it for others, right? Mm-hmm. I feel more fulfilled. It's like I get a high. Yeah. Uh, when I see that I've impacted somebody's life for the better. And so that's all I want to do, help as much as I can. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm going to keep on doing. So the point that I'm trying to say is I always think of stuff to help. <laughs> and so I, I just going to continue to do that, you know, to see how I can help and support other women one way or the other. Um, so as a mother of two children, as a physician, as a COO of Magna Carta Health, a CEO of Mentoring Her, and just an all-round awesome woman, like how do you balance everything? What? Please tell me your secret and tell the listeners, all these women who are, you know, busting it out, like literally how, how your day from nine till whatever you time you go to bed, how do you split it? I think first and foremost, I was actually speaking to somebody else on Clubhouse the other day. And she was like, she feels like a failure because she can't get it together. I was like, listen, none of us can get it together. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Number two, I don't let I don't let perfection get in the way of progress, right? I know I'm not going to do awesome. I'm not going to do 100% in everything. So I do 100% in where it matters the most. So I try to, right? I don't. Like I try to be the most amazing mother I can so I pay attention to the things that matter most. Like if my daughter comes in here crying, I'm going to say, hey, Z, I need to go. I need to take care of my daughter. Yeah. Right? So those are the things that matter most to me. Right. Yeah. Um, I prioritize. I think that's how I do it. And I say, hey, I have a to-do list. I never get to my to-do list done. And and the days that I do. Like an A4. Days- it's like A4 to do, to do, to do. And I, like maybe once a day I'll go tick. Like and the, the days that I do, and I'm, oh, I do most of it. I'm, I'm actually right. doing that today. So the the, the 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 my trick is not beat myself up when I don't. Sometimes I, I'm human, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. I need to done today. But I stay awake 
before I'm like, I'm going to stay awake until I get everything I need to do done. But really, really, I, I stay awake until I get the most important things. There's some things that I don't, I don't let leave till the next day that I can't. I can yeah. read really important things. I'm the kind of person that I will not go to bed if I have something really important to do. But I take care of my family first. I will pause and go make dinner for my daughter or my son or something. But then I'll go back to it. But then I can leave plates in the kitchen and the kitchen sink dirty. Yeah. That's not yeah. <laughs> so you have to basically prioritize on what matters the most to you and get those things done and then leave the rest. And it's okay not to be perfect. I think that's the thing we, 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 we pay so much attention to imperfection because my life is not perfect, you know, and the, and I, and I, like I told you, I find my weaknesses. I would pay for somebody to come and clean my house when I can't, yeah. you know, right? I, I'm with you. It's like it's it's one of these things. One of the best luxuries I give myself is paying for somebody to come and clean my house. I it, it's the best money spent because it means I have more time with my kids when I'm not working. So yeah, we're speaking about how you balance your day. Are you one of these like amazing people that can survive on like one hour of sleep or how much no. sleep? Do you- no. I cannot. I have So but the thing is that like I like I was saying, no, I, I probably have to do like 6 hours yeah, I have to do because I know the importance of it, right? Yeah. So I have to. I learned that in medical school because I had some colleagues that were like vampires and they yeah. did not sleep, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like I would not be able to con- remember anything in at the exam the next day. So I knew that I had to, to function the next day. I had to have at least four hours of sleep. But I'm like, scratch that. I would do at least six hours. So yeah, yeah. But I know the importance of it. So I do at least six hours, but yeah. regularly I do seven hours. Do you want to tell listeners about support and help? I just wanted to say that we're always looking for mentors and mentoring her. Like you said, we have about 900 mentees, so we have we don't have enough mentors. And I think that's always the challenge, right, for any mentoring organization. We're always looking for mentors. Okay. And so please slide on to mentoringher.com and then connect with us there and we will be happy to have you you don't have to be like don't worry a lot of people will not bombard you you might even wait for a whole month for somebody to connect with you and this is the thing so for for a woman to to think oh I could be a mentor because a lot of women would go oh I don't know enough like like this is a natural I think a natural state for women to go oh if I'm not an expert in a particular topic then I, I can't be a mentor so that's which is not necessarily true a lot of women who have been in business for you know, five to 20 odd years are clearly, you know, have experienced in so many areas. So what would you say to those women? Yeah, I'll say, listen, sign up for me to be, somebody has mentored you in your life one way or the other, and you didn't even know it, but you just, just like you said, listen, just for you to be, if it's that five, even if it's one year of experience, that you've have, that you've ever had that in itself is valuable to someone. It doesn't even have to be your business experience. It could be your experience that you had when you went going through met your academic journey or sojourn or what you're going through your entrepreneurial sojourn or any sojourn you know the thing is that every woman has something to give back to another woman you will find somebody that or it could be look there's a column there that says hey you want to talk about i think it's something to do with like marriage or something you know so there are people that need advice on how to handle their marital issues right yeah yeah, so th- th- there's so much value that you can add, but if you don't sign up, you'll never know. So please yeah. basically sign up. Good. Okay, so that's www.mentoringher.com, right? That's ex- exactly right. And the thing about it, mentoring is one of the things you don't have to have a certificate. It's not like a coach or a therapist yeah. or anything like that. You don't have to be a subject matter expert in anything to be yeah. a mentor. So we're it's always. Just like, a question. I think. 
I think it's just about sharing life experience, isn't it? It's just, you know, there's no right or wrong. It's like, you know, this is this is what I did. This is what worked for me. And this may or may not work for you, but I'm here for you if, if you need it, right? You're exactly right. Awesome. All right. I'm going to go on to the uh, quick fire round. So there's like four or five questions. The first one is, what is your favorite piece of tech? Could be an app, could be anything, software, like anything. It's, it's probably Google, the Google Suite, like Google Docs, Google, Google yeah. this, Google that. Yeah. Yeah. That saves everyone a lot of money, right? Buying yes. all of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's early into 2021 now. So what is your favorite book that you've read either this year or last year? What is it? This year or last year? The one that I'm looking at right now, it's probably the 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. The next question is, how do you stay informed as a a clearly a busy woman? What do you do to stay informed of, you know, everything, tech, health, politics, current affairs, all of that? I think it's probably CNN online, offline. Like, yeah, I just read everything CNN. Like I read it, I I watch it, I do it, everything. Okay. And favorite? And and Time Magazine. Like I do that a lot. Okay. Okay. Favorite Twitter or Instagram account? Huh? I'm, I don't think I have a favorite. Do you, I don't, do you follow anyone on on Twitter that that you think that's hilarious or that's? I would probably say right now. I, I guess I'm loving. Oh, I'll probably say Twitter and this. Oh, I love Oprah on Instagram. Oh, I know, and, right? Yeah, and then on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter would probably be. I guess it'll probably be Obama. Yeah, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although he's just so handsome, I follow him anyway. Same here. <laughs> okay, and then last one. If you could have founded any company, apart from your own, or which company do you wish you could have founded? That I wish I could have founded? Yeah, like tech company. I'm trying to think of a healthcare company, but I probably would have said Facebook or something myself. Yeah, you know, I, I did. Um, I, I interviewed uh, somebody on Monday and they were like Clubhouse. I was like, yeah, guys. Yeah, true, or, yeah. true, you, true, true. Do you, do you have a favorite Clubhouse room or a club? Uh, have you got, your, you got your own club on there yet? Yeah, yeah. I have a Women Matter club. Come on. Is that your club? Yes. Oh, what's your one? Women Matter, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Women Matter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Women matter. It's all about women and, you know, supporting women and anybody can run a room in there. Anybody can host, mod, anything. And, you know, nice. you just have to connect to one of the admins. Yeah. Nice. Good. Well, Lola, listen, thank you so much for joining us. It was really great to hear that the journey and the things that you're doing all completely bootstrapped, which is amazing it's just as well you're so bloody intelligent woman and you have this position <laughs> but i uh, wish you every luck in the future with with both a bag of mentoring her and you know everything else that you do thanks for joining thank us you. thank you